Welcome! This is Beyond the Hate. I'm Steve. And I'm John. And today we're going to be talking about the Adams Family. The Adams Family. And uh, for those of you that don't know what the fuck the Adams Family is. Yeah. Um, oh, specifically, this is the 1991 Adams Family movie. Yeah, not the 19... 19- 31? I don't know. Times... <laughs> well, the, the, the TV show was like in the 60s. Time's hard. Yeah. Time, time's hard. <laughs> Nobody uh, understands fucking time. Time and space are irrelevant. Uh, time is man-made. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, kind of. Well, and yet it still exists anyway. No, our concept of time is man-made. Is that a better way to put it? The concept of time is man-made? Sure. <laughs> like... It's taking me forever to get to this summer, but also, it's not, yeah. <laughs> because time is relevant. Or irrelevant. We're not, we're not fucking scientists. We're not scientists. <laughs> this isn't a physics class. This isn't Daniel and Jorge Explain the Universe. <laughs> yeah, if you want that, go to Daniel and Jorge Explain the Universe. They're way more qualified than we are. Yeah, but the summary of this movie, The Addams Family, is con artists plan to fleece an eccentric family using an accomplice who claims to be their long-lost uncle. Our uh, emo family moves into a boomer neighborhood. And they try to con them. Uh, so, you know, because everyone kind of tries to con the Adams family. Because the banker dude, he tries to con them. And then the, you know, the, the, the you know, um... The other people try to con them to, like, um, Fester. Uh, yeah, uh, Gordon and his mom. Yeah, Gordon and his mom, which is pretty interesting because uh, in the show, Fester uh, was Morticia's uncle, uh, which wouldn't have made him an Adams, but in this show, he's Gomez's brother. Yes, uh, and so, so he ends up being uncle to... Wednesday and Pugsley. Wednesday and Pugsley. That's which, their uh, uncle. Yeah. So it's a, that's a little. That was one of the things that I, I was kind of wondering about was so like in the was that in the original cartoon or was that in the TV show? That was in the TV show. The one from the sixties. The right? one from the sixties. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the names Wednesday, The name Wednesday is a reference to the line in the Mother's Goose poem that goes, "Wednesday's child is full of woe." Yeah. So uh, her her actual full name is Wednesday Friday Adams. <laughs> uh, I didn't know she had a middle name. She does have a middle name. That's uh, interesting. A lot of the stuff that Wednesday does in this movie uh, never existed before in the canon of Wednesday. She kind of instantly became the most popular par- uh, character, even though in the original show she was probably one of the most ignored characters. Um she made herself known so no one can say oh well, wednesday was always popular mm-hmm. when the original stuff was happening no one cared about wednesday yeah until christina ricci because until christina ricci she had her sleep like she was in a coffin that was her idea when she was 11 yeah when she was 11 she was coming up with this stuff yeah i thought that that scene was pretty uh interesting like when uncle fester's like tucking her in at night and then she like she's like you know kiss the doll and then he kisses the doll and then she gives him the head and he kisses that and then like when she lays back she lays back like a vampire mm-hmm. like you're talking about yeah like she's like she's like sleeping in a coffin like a vampire with her arms crossed like egyptian style 
Yeah, I was like, that's that's pretty. So she came up with that on her own. On her own. Completely. That was just to, wow. That's she's fucking smart for like an eleven year old yeah, at that point. Uh, Christina Ritchie. Yeah, she came up with a lot of stuff. Um, and then also uh, the grandma uh, in the nineteen sixty four uh, show uh, was um, her name was Edora Ad- Adams. In the movie, she is Morticia's mother, and her name was changed to Esmeralda um, Frump. Morticia's mother's in the series was Hester Frump. This provided the joke that's in this movie uh, where um, she comes for a visit, and there's like, and you know, she came for a visit, and still she's here living in the attic, and Gomez responds, my mother, I thought she was your mother. <laughs> because uh, it's just a joke. Because uh, so, so, so and, reference this TV show. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. Morticia's mom. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's also supposed to be Gomez's mom, but it's not. So you know. Um. Yeah, and so so this this movie was actually super successful because it had a budget of thirty million dollars, uh, and it made a hundred ninety one million. That's pretty good for 91. I don't know what that is adjusted for inflation, but that's pretty good. Probably a lot. Yeah. Like, that, that'd be like... Um, like 300-something million now, probably. Yeah. Right? That'd be like... Uh, probably like the original Kick-Ass when I had like a $15 million budget and it grossed like $400 million or something. So... Yeah. You know, that that's, that's something like that. But yeah, let's go ahead and get into the comments and see what these uh, people have to say about the Adams family. Right. <laughs> uh, so the um, uh, well, one thing this is this is like a small one, so I'll just get this one out of the way first because it didn't really go with anything else. It's just just it's just very small. But it said the score in this movie was bad. This is another good example of bad choice in music because it, it was because it, it's huge at the time. MC Hammer was big in '91 and now he has a laughing stock. The overall score of this movie left so much to be desired too. Okay, so it's so hard to argue with people about music and movies or music in general because music is subjective, right? So if you don't like MC Hammer, you don't like this. And was was certain musical things a little off in this movie? Maybe that's that's opinionated. But I did, it wasn't bad enough that I noticed it when I watched the movie. Like, oh, that doesn't really fit there. For the time, this came out in 1991. Right, and it is designed to be like a family movie, so it's going to have some, you know cartoonish over the top type stuff and the soundtrack kind of fits that a bit i'm pretty sure stuff that we think are just just amazing today is going to age bad in 30 years like even as amazing as the soundtrack of into the spider verse is in 30 years whenever you play it for someone new that's never heard these people they're probably like, oh i don't like any of this um, the right. soundtrack could have been better or something like that. It's like, yeah, but it couldn't have been better for the time. We can't predict the future. 
and we can't predict how people are going to feel about music and right you know was was it the best soundtrack ever no that's pretty much reserved for quentin tarantino films <laughs> uh, but the difference is is that tarantino does not pick his music based on the the time period i mean it's not based on the time period that the movie takes place because like pulp fiction as an example, it uses Miserlou from Dick Dale and the Deltones as a 1960s surf band being played in a 1990s, like, you know, crime movie. So it obviously doesn't quite fit the time period. Now, if you were doing like a beach movie in the 60s, Dick Dale and the Deltones and the song Miserlou makes a lot of sense for that. But Quentin chooses his soundtracks based on what he thinks sounds the best for the scene. In this particular movie, in the Adams Family movie, the few times that you hear MC Hammer is not based like it's not from the Adams Family. One of them is when Cousin It comes over for the party, uh, for Fester's like going away party. And I, I do believe Cousin It is the MC Hammer of the Adams Family. <laughs> He's too legit to quit. <laughs> too legit. Too legit to too quit. Legit. Yeah. And look, love MC Hammer or not, he still gets quoted today in movies and stuff yeah. uh, because of his fame back in the day. And, you know, like, he was a part of, you know, music history, like it or not. And that's what people listened to in 1991. So, I mean, it definitely is, it is definitely a soundtrack that's from its time. But there's only a few, like... Like raps or rap or hip hop songs in the soundtrack. Anyway, the rest of it's just kind of a normal score. But you know, it's like when you, whenever you're looking at like these soundtracks and stuff. Like I saw somebody had a, a comment. They said that like there was times when it sounded childish, and I'm like, the only time that I can think of it as being childish is when uh, Gomez and Fester are going down the slide to get down into like where the vault area is. And I was like, but that's the only time that it sounds maybe childish. I mean, the whole movie is technically childish. Because right. Because it's made for a family movie, like for kids to watch too. Right. You know, that would be like you watching like Home Alone and just like, why didn't the kid just call the cops? And it was like, do you want to watch this movie or not? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it was exactly. like, now you have people like you know, 30 years later being like, oh yeah, the kid's a psychopath. He's like, no, he wasn't. He was a scared kid alone with no adult. He was just like trying to defend his house. Yeah. He was, he, he was, he seen that criminal dressed as a cop at the first of the movie. Right. So why would he call the cop? You get like, I always hear that. It's like, oh, he was a psychopath because he didn't call the cops. You don't think Kevin made the connection that that dude that he seen that was trying to rob his house was the cop that was in his house earlier in the movie? Right. That's definitely why he didn't call the cops. Yeah, because it's one of those things like he's not he's not trusting authority because he's like, yeah. well, a cop was already at my house and now he's trying to break in. So he's trying to break in. If so. I call more, if I call the cops, then there there's just gonna be more of them. So he's like, I gotta handle this on my own. On his own. You know? But that's the thing is like people always want to debate stuff like that and it's like it's a fucking kids movie man like it's a family movie we quit the overthinking shit. But okay, so the next point since I had to get that one about the soundtrack out of the way cuz I was okay. like what is it with people hating on MC Hammer? 
Like, you know. It was fine. It's like, I used to listen to MC Hammer. I had cassette tapes. We all did. Of his album. Like, you know, I used to listen to, like, uh... uh if you were in your 30s, you listened to MC Hammer. Right, because you listened to it when you were a kid. So, anyway. Maybe you don't listen to him anymore, but sometimes, you know, you age out of certain music. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just part of life. Yeah. I mean, every once in a while, I might I might put it on just for the nostalgia. I put on Vanilla Ice every once in a while for the nostalgia. And Vanilla Ice, Vanilla Ice, better than MC Hammer. <laughs> uh, as a lyricist and as an MC, yes, I will give you that definitely. Yeah, that's he what just, I meant. He just wasn't. Uh, he just didn't have like the money success that MC Hammer did. But he also his career was a lot shorter. <laughs> uh, MC, uh, was. but MC Hammer was never in. That's my boy. That's true. The fuck are you talking about, guys? What the fuck are you talking about? Um, Who the fuck you think your uncle was? We're gonna so eventually funny. do that movie at some point. Uh, that's my boy. People do hate that movie. People do fucking and that hate that movie. That movie is fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah fucking Han Soto over here. Yeah. Um, uh, but uh, since we were talking about this, uh, about the uh, the nineteen sixties TV show. Um, which actually, to kind of get an idea of like a little bit of like how it was different, uh, you can go back and watch the old episodes of Adam's Family on Amazon Prime. Not a plug, they don't pay us, I'm just saying. Uh, but you can go on the original uh, Adam's Family show from the 60s and watch the episodes and stuff. And it, there's some things where you're like, definitely, they, they kind of, they, they tried to pay homage to that, but they're also trying to do their own thing. Um, yeah, and, uh, uh, um, John Austin, the dude that played uh, um, Gomez, Gomez uh, is the father of Sean Austin. Oh, Sean! I, I was gonna wonder. <laughs> I was like, well, because it's the same name as as Aston. You know, I was like, that's the same last name. I'm like, I wonder if he's related like to Sean Aston. Yep, that's his dad. That was his dad. Okay, that's cool. So it's like so. he gave birth to Rudy and, and to fucking Samwise, fucking Samwise Gamgee, motherfucker, the gardener. So. All up oh. in this bitch. And uh. look. Like it or not, Samwise is the best character in the entire Lord of the Rings. Samwise, you know, okay, Legolas. This is just a random, just a random rant, just for like a couple minutes. Uh, Legolas, badass. Aragorn, badass. The best fucking badass in the whole in that whole trilogy is Samwise. He is Samwise. the baddest motherfucker it in Middle Earth. It would all been for nothing if it wasn't for Samwise. Mm -hmm. Prove me wrong. Yeah, it's one of those. Uh, <laughs> Things like Billy on the Street, where it's yeah. like you know, it's like a Samwise is the most badass character in Lord of the Rings. Changed my mind, you know, and he has like the little the little table. Go, yeah. Well, Frodo is like Frodo would have died in a week. Right. <laughs> it's like yes, he would have given the ring instantly if it wasn't for Sam. Right. But anyway, um, but yeah, uh, off on a tangent. Right. Yeah, that's true. He is the most badass character in all Lord of the Rings, and they had one of the best actors that could play him. Yeah, it's not debatable. Anyway, it's not. Debatable. Uh, <laughs> not up for debate. Um, Samwise is the shit. But anyway, uh, it says the the direction was not up to par in this movie, and it was lazy. Barry Sonnenfeld uh, directed uh, this directed this, and it was his first movie. Yes, it was. Uh, Tim Burton was set to direct, but didn't for some reason. And Barry tried so hard to direct like Tim Burton. In fact, for many years, Barry continued to try and direct in the style of Burton. I used to love this TV show. You failed show. at Men in Black? <laughs> that was total shit, man. Uh, Barry Sonnenfeld, you're a hack. You're a hack. Uh, I used to love this TV show and also the cartoon, and this movie doesn't in any way do it justice. This dude's 80. Though. Characters are changed, and it do just doesn't have the same appeal as the TV show. 
The fact it changed and not exactly like the show had almost no reasoning in my decision to rate it so low. I just simply didn't find it funny or amusing. I don't think this film is as good as the show. It lacked heart and it had flaws like the public acceptance of Thing for one. I would, uh, it was over the top childish at times too. I mean, see, and I didn't really watch the the. I watched like a few I, scenes of the yeah, original show. Yeah, I can't show compare the two, but because that was before our time, I wasn't even a fetus in in the '60s when the show was on. From what I know, from what I read about, Raul Julia was a really huge fan. Uh, you know, he plays Gomez. He played. You know, this was this was literally the f- most favorite character that he played. In his you know short career because he died early yeah of uh, throat cancer I believe uh, rest in peace Raul Julia yes um, rest in peace um, we've had to do this with him before with our Street Fighter episode yeah because we had a little tribute to him for Street Fighter but yeah. this isn't this is it, it we'll get into more specific character stuff later but I will say that this is my favorite character that he's ever played. And don't get me wrong, I love M. Bison. M. Bison is yeah. fucking awesome in Street Fighter. His, I wish I wish we would have got to see him play more characters. Yeah, because I can he's only such a hope actor. <laughs> there is an afterlife where these people go to move on and they make great movies in the afterlife. Because hopefully that's 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 a perk. Uh, because um, seeing more of Raul Julia, there there can be. Um, the only other comparison, the modern day comparison I can think of with him is uh, Oscar Isaac, and he got to voice Gomez in the the new animated movie. Right. And uh, you know that it's really good because Gomez really does need to be uh, someone of Spanish descent or Italian descent, either either one. Mm-hmm. Uh, he needs to be someone that has like you know because he's very passionate and he has like you know he dances in the stuff. And, you know, he has, like, uh, you know, he speaks, you know, foreign languages and stuff like that. So it needs to be someone, like, really diverse and really energetic and someone that can, like, you know, make you really, really excited and happy about seeing them on screen. And Raul Julia was one of those people that you would see him on screen and you get really happy. because. So I, I think and we'll get into more of that later. I have very specific critiques of Raul yeah. Julia's performance in this. If you can believe that. I can't believe that. We're going to save that for after the break because we're going to get into that. I I just Um, can't believe that. But my thing is, is that like, to me, it's like when you look at John Aston's version of Gomez, like specifically, Raul Julia is way more animated and more into the role than I think John Aston was. Yeah. From the bit bit of the original TV show that I saw. We're not taking anything away from the original uh, TV show. No, it was iconic. I mean, it was, you know. This this movie got made because of uh, producers were riding in a car together and they heard, they just started singing the Adams Family, like, um, uh, Jingle. It just kind of popped into one of their their heads, and then the next day they're like, "We should make the movie." <laughs> yeah, and then that's how the movie got made. Sounds crazy, but whenever I guess you're rich and way too powerful, you can do whatever you want. You can make shit happen. Um, but yeah, it's uh, but like the idea that like in the original, um, you know, like the TV show, they didn't acknowledge thing, you know, which is the 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 
hand that's alive. It's the hand, yes. Yeah, the hand. The um, sentient hand. Sentient hand. That's the kind I was looking for. Because thing is just like a sentient hand. Like it can think. It can you know. It can communicate with like sign language and stuff. Uh, or it can write things like when it's trying to write out to Gomez, like you know, should you know, Morticia's in trouble, you know, that kind of thing. But it's like, it, but the thing is, is that like <laughs> the thing is, <laughs> um, that's a pun. Uh, I feel like if you if you're gonna do this movie exactly like the TV show is, you have to understand that like little kids that might be watching this. Or even probably a good chunk of like parents maybe that are watching this might not have ever watched the TV show, and would be like, you know, if they saw that they, nobody ever acknowledged that thing was an actual like a sentient creature or whatever it was a fucking hand that's alive, um, you know, people would be like, well, why don't they ever acknowledge the hand? Like that's just fucked up. Like don't even talk to it. Everything else in this fucking house is alive. The gate's alive. Their food is fucking alive. Like, they're having to, like, fucking kill things in the pot, like, while they're trying to cook it, you know? It, um, if you're going to do things exactly like the TV show, why even make it a movie? Just, right. Just do a TV show. Just do, like, a, an adaptation, a movie adaptation of the original TV show. Yeah. And so it's like, but they're, movies they're have to be different. Yeah, movies have to be different because. They just have to be. So whenever, you, especially something that's being done, you know, 30 years after the original one. Right, yeah. I mean, because you got to think generationally, how many people watched the original, like, the TV, the black and white TV show when it came on? And then, like, 30 years later are going to be, you know, watching it. Yeah, you they're, know, they're, they're trying to get a have? new, they're trying to get a new group of people to you know, join in on the Adams family fun. Yeah. It's a new, it's a new audience. And you know, when I was in 1991, I was, you know, seven. Yeah. Same here. <laughs> and I love this movie. And I, 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 you know, I love the next one that came after that. You know, I was, uh, we'll probably, we, we might do Adams family values. Uh, I always, re month, I always but... remembered it. It's one of the few movies like along with like home alone, and probably like Beethoven that I remember. All about the dog? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That I remember from my childhood. Because I don't remember a lot of the movies I watched when I was under 10. Yeah. Homeward you know? Bound. Homeward Bound. I love that With one. the fucking that animals? Was a good one. That was a good movie. And making me want to watch that. <laughs> um, Homeward like... Bound 2 was really good too. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's, there's very few movies I actually remember from those days. And this is definitely one of them. So it had an impact. It was, you know, they're kind of like an outcast family. You know, an old... Bunch of emos. Yeah, a bunch of emos or weirdos or whatever. And, uh, you know, they were, they were awesome, though. You know, the sword fights. They had, like, the sword fights in there. You got to see Raul Julia in action. And, you know, you got to see Angelica Houston, like, actually play, like, like a really big character. Mm-hmm. And I, I like the the fact that like uh, Angelica Houston's adaptation of Morticia is that she's, um, it, she she keeps kind of the same quality as the original Morticia did in the show, but um, I don't you know for some reason it's like I think that 
her voice matches Morticia better, like if that makes yeah, any yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the original TV show, she just kind of spoke normally, that, that right. version of Morticia. In Angelica Houston's version, she's more soft-spoken, and it kind of adds sort of a like a mysterious quality to her, if that makes any sense. Because yeah, she's, yeah. And Pugsley a, was a bigger part in the original TV show, but Wednesday's a bigger part in this because of Christina Ricci. Right. As you were talking about earlier, she came up with a lot of her own stuff. Because it was all boy-heavy in the original stuff. And then mm-hmm. this, it wasn't even like anything trying to force. It's like, well, it has to be the girl. It's like Christina Ricci got on the screen. It's like, obviously, her and Raul Julia are like the best uh, actors on set. So, there you go. Right. Of course, Christopher <laughs> Lloyd's there. Right, yeah. You're talking about some badass actors in this movie. Because you have Christopher Lloyd playing Fester. Or trying to be faster. even the 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 uh banker dude uh totally uh, yeah yeah it's a uh, uh, don hedea don hedea yeah he's from like you know uh night at the roxbury and he's in clueless he's and, the dad in clueless yeah and mm-hmm. all that type of stuff like he's like he was a, like the typical 90s dad guy for yeah like a and he's while. the best like every time i've seen him on screen i i loved seeing him yeah uh, he's he's a really good actor yeah he's amazing he's he's an awesome character actor he's he's pretty pretty badass he's kind of like uh the dude from um oh shit he's another dude that i really loved from back in the day the dude from princess bride the dude that's inconceivable wallace sean wallace sean yes that dude <laughs> every time you seen him back in the day you're like this is gonna be funny uh because he he was a hilarious guy like um you know he he was ridiculously hilarious. Like he could go just so over the top that you just, <laughs> you know, that that's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this is kind of how this movie was supposed to be. It was supposed to be outlandish because it already is. Because they're basically like a, they're alive, but they're kind of like supernatural. Yeah, it's like uh, because um, they're not a- dead. They're not vampires or werewolves or anything like in like like dark shadows or anything they're alive but they're somehow supernatural and it's never explained ever yeah well especially because like uh, morticia's plants like in her garden like they're fucking alive and you know like when um the doctor dr pinterschloss or whatever the uh like when she's like she's like gordon gordon come on you know what are you doing and she's like knocking on like his door and stuff trying to get his attention um, and then uh, all of a sudden the vines like start wrapping around her and everything. And yeah. it's like Morticia, she, she has some kind of a thing over like plants and nature or something because you even see like, uh, whenever she's, whenever, um, you know, did uh, the Batman creators create poison ivy based off Morticia? I don't know because she's like really big into her plants. I mean, she even takes a plant with her. Uh, whenever they're like leaving and they're gonna have to go to like live in the hotel for a while and figure things out, the thing that Morticia takes with her. Bob Kane a hack. <laughs> the thing that Morticia takes with her when she leaves the Adams house, the Adams family mansion, is she takes one of her like crazy alive plants, and so there's there's that element, and then you have like Gomez kind of has like this like. I don't know, like supernatural like agility because he can do like all kinds of backflips and shit, and he's like an excellent swordsman. And yeah, that was all Raul Julia. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, he can also juggle knives. Yeah, uh, th- that was a, that was stunt guys. But anyway, uh, <laughs> Mamushka. Uh, but 
you know, it's like, yeah, it's like you're saying, like, they're not vampires, like, they're not, like, zombies or, like, undeads or something like that, but they are, like, very supernatural yeah, they, in a they're, way. Yeah, they're not, like, a supernatural creature, there's just Adam's family, and they're all just kind of And that odd. they did keep from the original show, because yeah, so that's... They didn't be like, yeah, the Adam's family are actually vampires. It's like, no. No, it's like, it's like, well, they're gonna be a bunch of, like, you know, a bunch of emos and stuff, and it's like, and they're not really like Gomez is not an emo. He's just kind of he just has a love of the macabre, you know. And like the only yeah, he's person... ener- he's energetic. He's happy. He's loving. Yeah, he's like not Gomez an emo. is like one of the most happy people in that entire universe. Even yeah. the banker dude, which is just normal humor, he's miserable. Gomez is like, yeah, cheer up, my pal. Yeah. You know, it's all yeah, like, exactly. He's like super happy. He's always happy and cheerful. Dirty tricks, old man. Yeah, yeah dirty tricks, old man. Like yeah. he doesn't. Nothing really phases him that much, so unless unless it's his family. So I, I probably want to hypothesize that maybe Gomez is immortal, unless like he he loses like love, like like uh, the support of his family and stuff because. It seems like he's some type of immortal, but he needs his family to be that. Well, especially like when they're in the hotel and he's like kind of depressed and everything, and like you know, thing is like massaging his head, and he's like watching Sally Jesse Raphael and everything, and he's like, he's just like binging on junk food because he's like depressed and stuff like that. And what's the thing that snaps him out of it? The idea that Morticia's in trouble, and he's like yeah, immediately snaps back to what he needs to do. So, so yeah, maybe, but we'll get into, we'll go ahead and we'll take a break here. And then when we come back, we'll go a little bit more in depth into the characters uh, because people had uh, complaints. <laughs> if you can believe that there was complaints about the characters in this fucking movie. Yeah. The, the, actors, the actors just didn't, they just didn't stand up to par to these randos. These ass clowns. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, we'll be right back. Yes. <laughs> we went very cheaply with the music this time. <laughs> that's that's all we get paid for. Right. If you guys want better music, donate and uh, to our show and uh, like and subscribe and all that stuff. Right. And then we'll we'll have the, the chimp bash a bunch of keys and make music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's been kind of slacking lately because we haven't been able to feed him enough bananas and shit. But you know, it's your fault. It's you guys. You, you guys are starving him. Like he can't work unless you guys donate. So. You know, you yep. can donate directly on anchor.fm. <laughs> and the chimp will not have to die. He can make beautiful, beautiful music. That's not a threat. It's just his life is in your hands. Right. <laughs> For just three cents a day, <laughs> you can make this chimp's life better. Yeah, way better. Right. He can get organic bananas instead of clone bananas. Right. Not that GMO bullshit. Not Real that fucking GMO bananas. bullshit. <laughs> Oh man, fucking lab bananas! Uh, instead of that shit, get the real organic shit. Um, but uh, but yeah. <laughs> so uh, the characters in this movie, it, the Adams family characters, just in general, because we've already been talking about it kind of anyway. But the characters are always like the thing that makes the Adams family unique, because. 
Because their I, characters are good. Right. Well, so my point was going to get to, if you look at something like the Munsters, they mm-hmm. are stereotypes. Yes. You know, because you have, uh, was it Herman? He's kind of like a Frankenstein's monster looking dude. Right. And the wife looks like the Bride of Frankenstein. And, you know, her dad is, you know, like he looks like Dracula and stuff like that. So, like, the Munsters is very, like, stereotypical. Like, you know, like movie monster type people. Um, whereas the yeah, Adams that's family, kind of the point. yeah, and Adams family is they're just completely their own characters. They're not based yes. on a stereotype, which I've always liked better. And for people out there who like the monsters, hey, if that's your speed, that's your speed. That's cool. But it I just never like was. <laughs> I was never really. I'm I'm gonna say the monsters is trash. The monsters that is sounds garbage. like a diss. You. The, whatever <laughs> someone says, if that's your speed, you're calling them retarded. <laughs> Like, if you watch The Monsters, you are fucking retarded. I'm just putting it out there. No, I'm just... Uh, I've never watched The Monsters, but if you like them, whatever. Yeah, I, I mean, hey, we're beyond the hate, so we don't care if you like The Monsters or whatever. Like, if you do, that's cool, whatever. But uh, but I've always... Like, I, I really, like, for people that like The Monsters, I always like Briscoe County Jr. I thought that show was the shit. Yeah, Steve always mentions Briscoe County Jr., it's like, look, we all have like weird TV shows that we like and other people didn't like, you know. That's how Firefly got canceled. Oh! Yeah, the 10,000 people that like that show and the other, you know, 100 million that thought it was garbage. But, you know. <laughs> there was uh, a reason why Nathan, it was canceled, people. It wasn't because it was watch misunderstood. It. it was because you motherfuckers didn't watch it. You disappointed and, Nathan Fillion. Yeah. Um, so go fuck yourselves. You're the reason that, uh, if you're listening to this and you're like, yeah, but Firefly was a good, sh-. you never watched it. You didn't watch it when it came out. You didn't out. watch it and it's obvious you didn't watch it because if you did, it wouldn't have got canceled. Right, exactly. So don't be like, hey, let's get, let's get that season two or three or whatever the fuck happened. Whatever season. I think it was just one season. Yeah. They so, only did one season. Yeah. And then it got canceled because it was, it just, the ratings sucked. And then people bitched and complained about it and they're like well fuck we'll give you but guys it was a like movie. a few years later though right they, like they gave the, a... they gave serenity came like yeah it was quite a few years later mm-hmm. that serenity came out they're like okay fuck we're not gonna do a new season but we'll give you guys like a movie for people who like this who like these characters and then no one watched that either <laughs> and so the funny thing is, is that i've actually seen the serenity movie and i had no fucking clue that it would tie into firefly <laughs> I had no idea. No, but what like, I'm saying, like, the Serenity movie didn't even do very well because no. people were like, we want Firefly back. And it's like, well, here's a movie. And it's like, we're not going to watch that shit. watch that shit either. <laughs> it's like, fuck, you guys are the worst fucking fan base ever. This is what you're doing. Like, even the people <laughs> that are like, oh, you should cancel this. Or, you know, oh, that's a bad casting. I won't watch this movie. And they changed the casting. And it's like, oh, fuck, no one watched it anyway. It's like, yeah, I was never going to watch it. I just wanted to be. Uh, I just want to be able to bitch online and feel like I was part of a community. Um, uh, but uh, but anyway, so it, it says on the uh, on the comment, it says Angelica Houston is Morticia, and she did a great job. Uh, share one of the role, and I am curious as to how she would have played it. I didn't know that. I don't know if you know that. If is yes, that true? I knew, share, yeah, I knew that. Share one of the role, but there was no way in hell. Uh, no, no disrespect to Cher, but there's no way in hell in that period of time that she could have ever beat out Angelica Houston for a role, any as an, role. As an actress? Oh, yeah, no. Uh, okay. And Cher's great. Cher's great. Yes, Cher is we're amazing. not talking shit about Cher, we're just saying that uh, uh, compared to Angelica wise, Houston, acting-wise, no comparison. None. Zero. Um, 
So then there's this next part. Rose, it's just like singing wise. Christina Aguilera, better than Cher. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, Raul Julia tried to fill John Aston's shoes and he did a bad job. Raul is the worst actor on this film. Everything is noisy, brash, and over the top and Raul Julia is frankly quite embarrassing with his endless scenery chewing which grates on the viewer before long. Only Christopher Lloyd and Christina Ricci prove a real fit for their parts and funnily enough they get all the best gags and one-liners. Look, Raul Julia. Steve's <laughs> about to go choke her motherfucker. <laughs> Raul Julia had was fucking dying of fucking cancer. Filming Street Fighter, going to fucking children's hospitals as Gomez Adams because people requested it, and cheering them up because they were sick whenever he was sick too. Never mentioning it, hiding it from most people. Right. Until the day he died. And the thing that brought him joy was that he brought other kids joy because they loved him as Gomez Adams. So I'm sorry if you didn't like him. You know, you can fuck off. No one cares. Right. It's like you're talking about one of the great acting performances of a generation. Because what's the thing? Like when when somebody mentions like the 90s Adams Family movies, what's the first thing that you think of? Like in your head, like mentally that comes up. Yeah, you think of Gomez. You think of Raul Julia. Exactly. You think he of Gomez. He is the Adams Family. Right. Christopher Lloyd, amazing actor. Always has been. Always will be. Uh, 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 who framed Roger Rabbit? Back to the, the future, future. Yep. You know, Adam's family. Like the, he was in a are, Star Trek movie. He was a, he was a fucking Klingon in a Star Trek movie. Yeah, all these movies. Yeah. Everything Christopher Lloyd touched in those days were great. Christina Ricci did a lot of stuff. She did Sleepy Hollow. You know, she she. That's did, one of my favorites, the Sleepy Hollow. Yeah. Yeah, uh, we should probably cover hashtag that. free Johnny Depp. Yeah, hashtag free Johnny Depp. This this is becoming some bullshit. You tell me, Amber. I'm not gonna get off on a tangent. Amber Heard can do Aquaman too, even though there's proof that she abused him. Uh, oh, there's yeah. The people are trying to get her fired. No, they're going to go. The Warner Brothers are going forward with Amber Heard, but I can damn sure tell you, I'm not watching that movie. Uh, that is a big fucking mistake because there's going to be a lot of people that are not going to go watch yeah, that. That's going to be a that, flop. That, that petition was a million signatures so far. Yeah. So that's a lot of people not watching that movie. Yeah. DC, um, you guys about to fuck up real bad here. You yeah, need that to billion fire dollar, her and that, get somebody else. That billion dollars you got on the first one, you 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 might get half just because people aren't aware. Right. You know, you, but people but, who know what's going on and they know this whole Amber Heard thing. The, but five hundred, you know, even if you get half five hundred million for a superhero movie now, is a flop. Right. Because usually you have to spend three hundred million just to make the damn thing and uh, market it, yeah. But you know, it's uh, but the thing is, is like when you talk about like great actors from like a generation, right? The thing I, th- I always thought about Raul Julia was that uh, his ability to take Gomez Adams, who was just kind of like if you if you like what I was talking about earlier, you could take John Aston's version from the TV show, and then you take Raul Julia's version, and you're like, holy fuck. He took that character and just ramped it up to like eleven because you want they want to say that it's like scenery chewing and that he's like eating up the scene too much. It's like that's what fucking acting is. Like if you those terminologies are dumb, eating up the scene too much. Aren't you supposed to command the scene whenever you're in? Right. If you go to a Shakespearean play 
And the person who's playing, like, Macbeth is not, like, really owning the scene and really bringing you in. Yeah. You don't give a fuck about that character. You're like, I want this dude to die now. And also, if it wasn't for someone like Raul Julia, which is the most successful Puerto Rican actor of all time, uh, there we wouldn't have uh, uh, Linda... Um, the dude that does Hamilton. Uh, uh, oh, who, um... Miranda uh, Hamilton. Yeah, Lin-Manuel yeah, Lin, uh, Lin, Lin Miranda. Yeah, yeah, Lin-Manuel Miranda. We wouldn't have him because he, you know, he, obviously he took inspiration from Raul Julia mm -hmm. that he could be an actor because Puerto Ricans before Raul Julia weren't really in Hollywood at all. No, not really. Yeah, could you think of another Puerto Rican actor before Raul Julia? Like at all off the top of your head? Before him? Before Raul Julia. Uh, oh, shit. Where, where was uh, uh, Desi Arnaz from? Uh, you know, from like, uh, from like uh, uh, I Love Lucy, like uh, Desi Arnaz. Oh, Desi Arnaz? I don't, was, was he Puerto he, Rican? Was he Puerto Rican? Because he's the only other like Hispanic actor I can think of. But I don't know if he was, if he was Puerto Rican or not. That's a good question. Uh, no, he was Cuban. He was Cuban. Yeah, he was okay. Cuban. So like Puerto so, Rican actors. So yeah, I guess he kind of put Puerto Julia. Rican acting on the map then, didn't he? On the map, but it took it took a lot of people. Like like stuff like like some people credit like Antonio Banderas was get, getting like the Mexican actors and stuff like that, kind of like kind of flooded into Hollywood. But he's like from Spain, isn't he? Yeah, he's Banderas? from Spain, but he yeah. always represented Mexico. He is a Spaniard. Yeah. Uh, but he always represents Mexico because he knows that's uh, that's some something that's like because you know you actually have uh, a market for acting and stuff in you know other European countries, but in America you have to you know that's why he took those roles like you know uh, Desperado and stuff like that to try to you know make it more diverse you know he's like yeah you know salma high let's make sure we shoot in mexico and stuff like that like let's not yeah. shoot in you know california and say it's mexico yeah cheech marin you know yeah cheech, cheech marin. marin you know you yeah. have all these like different actors that they that they use then it's like yeah it's uh but but that's the thing it's i think the reason why we like you're saying like we have you know people like lin manuel miranda now is because he sort of shows like, hey, look, you know, you can you can be from a, a you know, you can be from a country like Puerto Rico and you can make it in Hollywood. You know, that's something that you can definitely strive for. And Hamilton is like, it makes fuck tons of money. Like, it, <laughs> you know, like it's it's like one of the uh, like it's like one of the best like Broadway plays of all time now and it hasn't been around all that long. Yeah, exactly. I mean it's iconic now. Like, you know, there's people that fucking love Hamilton and it's it's a fucking, you know, stage play musical about Alexander Hamilton, you know? <laughs> like it's it's a it's a political based, you know, uh, play and it's like huge. Um and yeah. I think that, you know, if you look at people like Raul Julia who paved the way for stuff like that, it's like now, um, you know, he would be an inspiration to a lot of people. And also the fact that, you know, it's like uh, these people that are, are writing this stuff about Raul Julia. I don't remember exactly when this comment was written, but it was like in the early 2000s, if I remember, like 0102, something like that. Yeah. When these comments were made. 
and you know, people he was dead then, already. Yeah, he was already long gone by then. But it's like these people, they to to look at his performance and to say not only is his like performance bad and it's like scenery chewing, but you know, but to say that he was the worst actor in this movie, like I don't know. I, I can't think of. I, He's definitely I not the worst in this movie. I, by I can't any think stretch. of anyone that is bad in this movie. Like I, I don't think anyone acts bad at all in this movie. No, I mean, if I don't really know if you can find a bad performance in this movie, because the one thing is with this movie, especially because of the fact that the Adams family just in general is so fucking strange. You have to be totally bought into all the weird, crazy shit that happens with this family. And, you know, it's like, um, even like on, on here where they were talking about Christina Ricci and Christopher Lloyd, you know, do a good job as like Wednesday and Uncle Fester, uh, and they get all the best gags and the one liners and stuff like that. It's like, well, they do, they do. I mean, they, they do a, a bit. I mean, there's funny, like Morticia has some funny stuff. Uh, Gomez has funny stuff. You know, there's like uh, all kinds of different, um, uh, there's different moments like each character kind of has their own little kind of period to shine a little bit but I oh yeah think, absolutely but I think that you know like Christopher Lloyd like he he has to play a dude playing another dude you know <laughs> like he, he has to do layers of this because he has to on the one hand he has to be you know Gordon who is you know not related to the Adams family and he's trying to dupe them into thinking that he's Uncle Fester so that he can get access to the money and the vault and all the riches and stuff then you find out he actually is Uncle Fester right and he just doesn't know it right that he actually did have memory loss and then that book at the end when it like shocks him and it like jolts his memory back because that was one of the things I had totally forgotten about that until I watched this again. Yeah. And I was like, oh fuck! So he actually was really Fester the whole time and had no idea. Yeah, that, you know? that was literally the story. It was a really great story. He thought he was scamming them, but really he was Uncle Fester. Yeah, he just couldn't remember shit. That's why you know they they're like, how does he not understand the finger trap thing? And you know, how does he? You know, there's like things that he should know and. You know, like the the password thing when he was like, you know, the password, and he was like, you know, he's like, we used it every day when we were kids, you know, and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, there's things that you know he just can't remember, and it's like he actually is part of the family and doesn't realize it. But when you think about the layers that he has to do there, <laughs> that's a really fucking good acting. But and it's it's, it's actually pretty funny because. Um... In like the Adams family thing, you're you're kind of like, how much is, you know, the Adams family like worth? And if something like Uncle Fester is worth something like twenty billion dollars. Just Fester? He he's the one that's worth the most. Really? So how much is like Gomez worth? Gomez like? is worth about five billion. Five billion? That's why you can pay motherfuckers in gold coins. Yeah, uh, but Fester was supposed to have like the inheritance of it because he's the older brother. He's the oldest brother. Yeah. Um. So he was supposed to be the richest one, even though Gomez runs all the businesses. Right. Um. But he basically got the inheritance from all the Adams family, like collectively. So, the what they were talking about, what they were trying to scam him out of from the Fester thing, uh, was his own money. 
that's worth somewhere around twenty billion dollars. That's fucking insane. And if, a lot of people but, would probably be like, so if he if they're worth that much fucking money, why do they live in what looks like a fucking haunted mansion? And it's like because they're just a weird ass family. And they don't care, like they don't care about having like the newest technology and shit. They're not entertained by that. Yeah, they don't give no, a fuck. They're not. You they're, know, they're they're billionaires. They're, yeah, they're, definitely. They're, yeah. I always so. wondered, like, what the fuck is their business? Like, is their business like real estate or something? They or? have a bunch of businesses because uh, I looked it up one time. And I watched I a video remember. once on YouTube. That yeah, explained I, some I of probably this. watched the same video. It was like it's a lot of real did, estate and it's a lot of. Uh, they have a bunch of companies, really. No. I think they have like landscape. They do like cemeteries or something like that. And then, that one like, makes sense. Yeah, they've just done it for like thousands of years. They're like an ancient family. So right. That's that's, uh, uh, that's pretty much it. And they've collected all these artifacts and stuff like that because I think like um, that's just something that's like tossed down, you know, to them. It's like collect artifacts, collect all. You know the stuff you can, and like uh, something like the sword or something like that in there was supposed to be like Alexander. The, uh, they're supposed to be like Alexander the Great Sword or some shit like that. Supposed to be in there. They're they they are supposed to be like a bunch of Easter egg artifacts inside the uh, Napoleon. I think it was Napoleon's sword actually. Oh okay, so that would explain some of the like the rapiers and stuff that uh, yeah. that Gomez has. But he's also got a collection in his office. He's got a collection of like vintage, like uh, blunder buses and like muskets and stuff like that too, like old weapons. Yeah, like he's he's supposed guns. to have all kinds of collectible stuff. So he he's also a collector and you know probably like an arts dealer and shit like that. And yeah, because I you know it's. Um... It's uh, interesting. Uh, it... They're worth tons of money. Right. <laughs> Um, and it's, uh, I, I think like when it comes to like the, the characters in particular, it's like the, this, uh, they're like a weird ass family and the way that they like, because of like how fascinated they are with like death and like Gomez and Morticia are definitely into some BDSM shit, like for real, like, especially like when he's trying to free Morticia from, uh. Uh, what's that thing called that's like that torture device like it's like a torture rack where like it stretches you out not Lex oh, Luger's yeah. torture rack that's different but <laughs> yeah if you guys know wrestling uh, but isn't that what it's called is there like another name for it like when uh, Tully is like trying to stretch Morticia out to get information on how to get into the vault oh yeah, is it, yeah. Isn't, that a, isn't that a torture rack isn't that what that's called I think so yeah yeah I don't know if it has like another name or whatever but but yeah, it's uh, it's uh, interesting because, uh, you know, I was like watching this video and uh, they were, this lady was talking about, it's a YouTube video and she was talking about how Gomez and Morticia uh, Adams are basically like the best couple in a movie. Like uh, as far as like how healthy their relationship is. Right. Yeah. Because they, they never yell at each other. You never see them get into like an argument. Like if Morticia wants to do something, Gomez is like a hundred percent behind her. Dude, just if, just if, off the top of my head, uh, I can't think of any couples better than um, that have such a healthy, like loving relationship as these two do. 
Because when even if you think about like, oh, it's like, what about Pocahontas? And it was like, well, historically she would have been eleven. <laughs> and also Yeah, that's a little weird, isn't it? And also that never happened. They met, but it was it wasn't ever a romantic relationship. That's just Disney movie. So that one's out. Right. Um Jack and Rose and Titanic, they only know each other for like a couple days. And you know, Jack dies. And he dies, so it's like an unrequited love, I guess. Well, not unrequited, but like an un- uncompleted sort of thing. Because yeah. they never really got to live with each other because Jack died. It was Jack would have fit on the door, by the way. There's videos for this. There are videos for that. But anyway. Let, let's, let's get but over. that's a separate thing. Let's get over that. He needed to die. <laughs> um, um, it definitely made the story a lot more tragic, you know. Yeah, uh, I mean, if he would have lived, it'd be like, oh, cool, yeah, happy later after. You it's just like, happened yeah, to have like this suck now. fucking giant diamond, and you get to fucking sleep with a dude who looks like Leonardo DiCaprio for the rest of your life. That's that's a fucking great life, <laughs> you yeah. know. You win. Um, you win. You win, life. lady from Titanic. You win. Also, just talking about that, people are body shaming Leonardo DiCaprio for having a dad bod. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> It's like, yeah, not all of us can, you know, can look like fucking Terry Crews, okay? Let's just be yeah, real. Yeah, uh, Leo's got more <laughs> stuff to worry about than, like, uh, it's like, oh, look at Leo's dad bod and your body shaming. It's like, seriously, your body shaming Leonardo DiCaprio? Right. Just listen to yourselves. <laughs> that is r- ridiculous. What do you think? You're going to get him, like, less pussy? Right. <laughs> like, he still looks better than you. Yeah, he's definitely not hurting for women. I mean, he, he, he Leo's fine. He quit, quit body shaming people. Yeah, okay? stop, man. He's, yeah. he's fine. He's just not a, he's not a, like, I'm going to get ripped type of dude. He's like, I'm going to act my ass off and I'm going to work hard at my craft and be a good person type of dude. So, right. eat a dick. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, best couples, like, in movies is, it's, re- I don't know any better. I think this is the best couple of all time. Because even even if you look at the fact that like even when Gomez is in like his worst state, and he uh, you know like they're they're kicked out of the house because you know Fester's you know basically like yeah you're gone, or like you know his his you know the uh, his mother in the movie is making him do it. So they're sitting at the hotel and stuff like that, and Gomez is like, you know, he's eating junk food and he's like depressed and he's like feeling shit about himself and and everything. And then Morticia, instead of like getting onto his ass or, you know, being like a terrible wife to him or something, she's like, well, I'm gonna go out and see if I can, you know, get some work or something because if the family fortune's gone, maybe I can help out, you know. And then she ends up. I also think it's funny that like when she goes to that lady. And she's trying to get an idea of like what her experience is and stuff to try and find her work and and she was like, um, uh, uh, you know, what is your, uh, you know, what is your educational experience? And it's like, uh, she was like, uh, uh, what was it? It was uh, something in hexes. Uh, was it spells and hexes? Is what she says is like her is what she went to like college for. And she was like, so liberal arts then. <laughs> I was like, oh okay, uh, but yeah, it's. Um, it's. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny, but Morticia didn't go like, you know, you lazy motherfucker, you're not even trying to help, you know. She was just kind of like, look, Gomez is going through a little bit of an issue right now. He'll be fine. He just needs to get out of his funk that he's in. Like, she didn't yell at him. He, they never. Yeah, she was good. Yeah, she oh, was better, being an better awesome movie wife. couple. Uh, Harry and Hermione. Nope, they don't end together. No, although they should have. Uh, really, she's going to end up with a Weasley? Come on, man. 
It always should have been Harry. Yeah, it should have been hashtag. It should have been Harry. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it's like um, you know, make any goddamn sense, right? <laughs> um, I mean, maybe she's just trying to give hope to gingers or something. Like, hey, you know what? Even though you're a ginger and you're kind of a weird kid, you can eventually pull somebody that looks like Emma Watson. That's but like... Emma Watson is a ginger, right? <laughs> so she didn't have to make that message. She'd just be like, hey, look, gingers. I'm Emma Watson. You're I'm one welcome. Of you. You're welcome. You're welcome. I represent you. <laughs> Along with the little girl from Brave. Well, that's not real. <laughs> but she is a ginger. Is, is, is she the bear or was it like her mom? I don't know. I never watched that movie. <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck. I, I never There's watched a bear Brave. in it. Right. I never I, watched I, the movie I, Brave. I don't so. think it's. It, it might be her or it might be her mom or something. I don't know. <laughs> or shape shifting? I don't know. I think um, there is shape shifting. Right. Uh, but, Might be uh, the Nazgul. I don't know. The Nazgul, yeah. <laughs> the Ring Race. Uh, uh, <laughs> we just brought it back to Lord of the Rings again. I don't know why. Oh, but, be- uh, best couple. Uh, Samwise and Frodo. <laughs> I didn't specify if they had to be a heterosexual couple, so uh, you might technically be right. <laughs> um, or just Samwise and Rose, because you know... She got a good man, but we know nothing about her. We never learned anything about her. No, we just know that she ends up with him. We don't know how their life is. Yeah, but she could be like a straight up bitch. Maybe. Or she's a sweetheart. Yeah. If Sam shows her she's a sweetheart. I would imagine she would be. I don't think he would be he's... working. He would be uh, trying to. He'd be working to try and get back to a woman that's just like a complete bitch to him or something. Yeah, because they made a point to show that ending because people complained about too many endings about Lord of the Rings. It's like, what? There's too many endings. It's, it's like, like what, I mean, they got a lot of shit to wrap up, man. Just fucking buckle up, Buttercup. It'll be fine. That's why. That's why in the Hobbit, there's like, hey, who's over the mountain? What happened here? What happened there? And then like Peter Jackson's like, nah, I'm not giving any any any, any endings at this one. And it's like, that's why what people want it, Peter. <laughs> You're really gonna just not do an ending now because of other people? Fuck them. You made like. Three billion dollars off the Lord of the Rings, and you're gonna worry about what people say? Come on, man. Yeah, that's uh, but you know, that's a different argument for a different time. Yeah. But I do, I, I do think that that is kind of bullshit. You should do your vision, and if the fans don't like it, then fuck them. Yeah, exactly. at a certain level, you know, you have to but do yes, your vision. I agree with you. Uh, but I want to say Gomez and Morticia probably best, best couple, couple. Yeah, movie couple of all time. And then, uh, um, you know, as far as, like, Wednesday goes, uh, there's a... Um, best daughter of all time? Best daughter. Possibly. Well, because the thing I was... Because I was watching, you know, this video last night because I was trying to get, like, some ideas of, like, how this movie is remembered now. And the same lady who did the video about, like, is Gomez and Morticia, like, the most healthy, loving relationship in a movie... And she also did a separate video about how Wednesday from the, you know, from these two movies for this and Adam's Family Values, that Christina Ricci's version of Wednesday is like one of her favorite characters ever because she was like, she, she definitely loves her family. Like she, she definitely, I'm pretty sure she wants to kill Pugsley at some point, but it's like she, she, but for her, that's like playing with her brother. She's always doing stuff with Pugsley. We don't know if anything that she does to Pugsley, killing-wise, can actually kill him, though. Because I do want to say they are immortal. Right. 
So as based on your theory, they probably are just doing it because they think it's fun. They don't actually, they're not worried about actually killing each other. No. Because he literally I, gets electrocuted in this movie on an electric chair, and he's totally fine. I feel like the Adams family is immortal if they are around each other. So do you think If they separate it, they're no longer immortal. Huh. That's so, my opinion. And it's not based on the house. The house it's not is based not, on the house. It's based on the family. It's, so as long as they're together, they're basically immortal. Yes. That's an interesting theory. A movie theory. <laughs> A film, A film theory. Matt uh, Pat, get on Matt Pat, get on that shit. Yeah, if, we, if you ever... You'll probably never listen to this, but if you ever listen to this, please do a thing on how the fuck the Adams family can apparently do all kinds of crazy shit to each other and they're still alive. Like, is it some kind of sorcery? Is is it like uh, Morticia's witchcraft stuff? Like, what the fuck is it? Why can they? Why? How is it the father fuck can Pugsley get fucking electrocuted in this movie and he's totally fine? Like scenes later, like he's just nothing ever happened. I think they are an immortal family, but they can only be immortal if they're around each other. Right. That's why um, Gomez cares so much about family being together right uh so yeah and it's yeah it's really interesting like when you think about especially a character like wednesday because like she's she she definitely likes doing stuff with her brother she's uh respectful to somebody like lurch because when she gets her uh lunch in the morning or uh yeah her, her lunch before she goes to school she's like thank you lurch and she's like respectful to him you know and that kind of stuff like she has and a lot of people think that like she's just cold and kind of bitch like, and it's like no. The thing is, is that she has probably some of the best observations in the movie. She's one of the few people that picks up that maybe he might not actually be Fester because he yeah. doesn't act like like Uncle Fester, and and that kind of thing. So she's like suspicious of him. She kind of picks up on that before even Morticia does. Um, she protects her family. Yeah, she definitely does, and. Just the uh, the little things that you know she you know she's definitely uh, she definitely has respect for her parents because like the thing when she's walking through the kitchen with the knife and then uh, Morticia's like uh, you know she uh, what did she say to her she was like she was like Wednesday what are you doing and she was like and you know I'm gonna go uh, you know I'm gonna go kill Bugsley or whatever and she was like not with that knife and then she takes the knife and then gives her like a fucking hatchet or whatever yeah. it's like damn <laughs> you know and it's like uh, but it's like they, they're a fucking weird ass family because they're into all this like weird like macabre stuff but they're it's in a weird way they are like their family and I don't know maybe if it's the characters doing so well of uh, or I mean, the actors doing so well of portraying it, but it's like, it, it's like a lot of families would probably be better off maybe if they not not so much like the killing and and all of the macabre stuff, yeah. but as far as like as a family unit, you know, like they the the parents Gomez and Morticia are one hundred percent behind anything that their kids want to do, right? You know, and it's like, and that's a good message, and you know, even uh, back Fester, your kids up. Yeah, even Fester. At first, he's not really that into it because he doesn't really want to be a part of his family. He's just in it for to con them out of the money. And then eventually, there's like the whole thing where he's like, you know, he's like, no, I'm not going when the kids are gonna do their do their Shakespeare reenactment and stuff on at the you know uh, on stage. And then eventually, he shows up and he's like, kids. 
And then they turn around and they're like, Uncle Fester. And then he like throws them like the, all their blood gag stuff and everything. Yeah. You know, and then they, they suit up and they go out there and they're doing the Shakespearean thing with the swords and all that kind of stuff. And he's just like fucking super happy because he's like, yes, the kids are killing it right now. They're doing such a good job. Yeah. You know, and then even at the end of that, when the kids get done and they like do their bow and everything and then. Gomez is the first one. He's like, bravo! Like, bravo! clapping, and Morticia's, like, so behind her kids, and it's like, you know, it's. It, I think that's the thing about this, uh, the, the actors in this movie do a hell of a job selling this family, and even though they're a weird-ass fucking family, and they have weird-ass fucking issues, they always have respect for their butler, they always have respect for, for Granny, um, even though they, they fuck with her sometimes and pull like weird shit in their pot and she's like, what's this? Who put this in here? You know, but it's like, but they have, they all have a healthy relationship with each other. And I, I don't think you'd be able to pull this off if you didn't have Raul Julia, if you didn't have Angelica Houston and fucking Christopher Lloyd and Christina Ricci and all of these great actors. Well, there's a great example of how they didn't do that. They made a part three to this movie. Cool. Yeah, Adam which I didn't fan. know about till Steve told me about this that they made a sequel to this, and apparently it is fiery garbage. <laughs> I I haven't seen like, it, so I have three. Yeah, I haven't seen it, so I have no opinion on that. But it did not do as well as these other ones. Like most people don't even know this exists because you don't have Angelica Houston. You, you did Raul Julia died before that movie. Was yeah, made. he passed before. Christina Ritchie didn't want to come back for it. Uh, the 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 guy that paid Pugsley didn't want to come back for it. So um, yeah, the only person who came back was the guy who plays Lurch, the butler. Yeah, Lurch, like the, you know, the guy that doesn't really do anything in the movie. <laughs> yeah. So, so you know, if you if you want to say the movie can like you know the actors can make the movie or not, then this is one of the cases that we have proof. That the actors make the movie work. That the man, the actors make the movie work. Because they even got Tim Curry to be in that movie as Gomez, and no one cared. Right. And Tim Curry is a fucking amazing actor. We're not talking shit about Tim Curry. Yeah. But no one cared compared to Raul Julia. They're like, oh, it's Tim Curry? Well, it's not Raul Julia. It's not Raul Julia. It's just not the same. Yeah. And it's like, that's... And Gomez also should be played by a Spanish person, not a white guy. Right. That's when I heard that Oscar Isaac was going to play him uh, in that new movie, the the CG animated movie. I was like, that makes sense because Gomez is, you know, he, yeah, he, he's some type he's of not Spanish. a regular white dude. He's like some kind of his, Hispanic or, or, you know, Latino or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, uh, you know, also one thing just real quickly before we wrap up, I thought this was really cool. This is something I didn't notice in the original movie, or if I did, I did not remember it at all. But like when they're in the cemetery and she's like kind of reminding, uh, Fester over like their, their family members that are buried out in the cemetery, the family cemetery. And they get to, uh, her parents and it has that that motto that's in Latin underneath it. And I was like, because uh, uh, I had to look it up because I couldn't remember exactly what it was. Sic gorgiamus allos subjectos nunc, which means we gladly feast on those who would subdue us. Hmm. I'm like, that's some fucking, that is some fucking emo 
like gothic shit right there. <laughs> that is some pretty cool stuff. If, if you wanted something to be on your crest if you're a vampire, that is that is what you would choose. We gladly feast on those who would subdue us. That is the shit. And that was that was something that I didn't notice before from the uh you know from like being a kid and watching this. Right. I just happened to go back through and watch this movie last night because it was on Amazon Prime. Not a sponsor, but we will gladly take Amazon's money. Uh, <laughs> and I, when I saw this, I was like, that's fucking cool. I didn't, I didn't even realize that from before. But it's all those little touches in a movie like this. When you go back and you watch one of these older movies, like the little right. references and little things that they drop in and jokes and things. It, it's cool going back to a movie that you haven't seen in a while and just seeing like, oh, fuck, I, never, I don't remember that scene or I don't remember that part. There's shit about this movie that I had totally forgotten about. Yeah, exactly, so, and uh, that is definitely something. And if we missed anything, or you guys have any suggestions for us for another movie or another artist or anything, I think we got to do Adam's Family Values now. I feel like we do. <laughs> but email us at Beyond the Hater Yadu 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 dot com Yahoo dot com. Um, dumbass yeah dumbass said like uh red from 70s show yeah. we will cover the entirety of the 70s show oh fuck nah. <laughs> oh I, god no that would take forever i could do that because i've watched that probably four times during <laughs> the entire series yeah probably yeah uh but uh but My yeah. favorite character um Probably Donna, I guess. Donna. Most people would be like, "Oh, it's definitely Red," or "It's it's definitely uh, Eric, Kitty." The mom. Eric probably too. Like Donna and Eric probably. I mean Eric mainly because whenever he left the show, the show was basically over. Right. It's kind of like uh, Two and a Half Men when Charlie Sheen left, and you're like, yeah. "Eh, it's not the same show." You guys could have just just been like, "Okay, well Charlie's gone. We're just ending it." Yeah, because I remember the thing where, like, John Cryer, uh, which was the other guy, um, <laughs> the, you know, people were talking to the show, the show's not good, and he's like, oh, is that why I won an Emmy after uh, Charlie Sheen left? It's like, look, let's be honest, you didn't win that Emmy because you deserved it. You won that Emmy because they were trying, that your network paid to try to get people to watch the show because it was failing to get you be like, oh look, this is an Emmy winning show without Charlie Sheen. <laughs> it's like don't don't lie to us. You just kind of won by default because Charlie Sheen wasn't there. Yeah, it's like yeah, we so. gave it to John Cryer. You guys want to watch Two and a Half Men? And it's like no, 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 not really. <laughs> it's like it lasted two and a half seasons after Charlie left. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you can replace a character on a show. Or you can even like, replace the actor and like, it still man. does fine. Well, okay, so like one example of like, because there's always people that say like, uh, okay, so like Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, they replaced Aunt Viv. Do you like the original Aunt Viv or do you like the replacement Aunt Viv? I didn't even know they were replaced until recently. Really? Oh shit, you didn't know? Okay. I've watched every season of Fresh Prince of Bel Air, and I didn't even realize she was. It was a different actress. That's kind of that's kind of mind blowing, isn't it? Because she's not the main character. If you would have if you would have replaced Uncle Phil halfway through the show, we would have fucking noticed. 
Oh, yeah. If you didn't have James Avery there, yes. Yeah, if you didn't have James Avery there. Like, you could have replaced Jazz. Like, DJ Jazzy Jeff. Like I don't the think so. I don't think you could have even replaced him because you, you would have noticed. No. Jazz? I mean, you're probably right, but I'm just saying, like, he's not, he's not a main character. Aunt Viv had so little screen time. Whenever she was replaced, it was hardly known to replace. If she was actually a crucial part of the show before she was replaced, people would have noticed. But no one did because she she had maybe a scene an episode or less. She had episodes that she wasn't even in completely. <laughs> you know? Yeah, like, you're right. Yeah. You know, so. And if you want to watch Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, you can catch it on HBO Max. We're not getting paid by HBO, but we'll definitely take the money. <laughs> I'm just plugging the shit out of everything okay. today, aren't I? I think we should um, end this. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but, but if, you, is... if you don't remember Aunt Viv being <laughs> replaced, then you're just like Steven. He had no clue until recently. I just didn't even notice. Yeah. Didn't even notice. But that just goes to prove our point that like if you are a badass actor and you can turn that character into, into your own, you can definitely have a, a longer lasting impact than you know people who just kind of, they're just there to collect a paycheck and go through the motions. You know, and or, a lot of people didn't know in Saved by the Bell that Mario Lopez halfway through was replaced by a circus peanut. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like a circus peanut. <laughs> <laughs> roll the roll the fucking music. I can't. I can't even right now. <laughs> fucking circus peanut. <laughs> you saw you there Can you hear my voice? Do you hear my prayers? Are you out there? Forgive me, priest For our house Oh, God That was good Speaking of a great couple Fucking Maria Brink And goddamn Bob Halford Legend. Tonight.